This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Jeff Galloway, and you are listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 137, 137 of the Runny Drink Podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Welcome to the show. We're so happy you're here. We are. This is, uh, I, I'm very excited about this week's episode. I think we got some really cool stuff to talk about. We do. It's a nice break from work oh. to record. Yeah. We've both been 100%. crazy busy with, with work. Yeah. Um, you're you're back to work like full time, full time. What do you mean? I never. I, I was out always, of the house. Yes, out of the house. Yes. yes. I know you were working the whole time. I'm just saying you're like Jeez. back to like having to commute. Yes. And add that time to your day. That is so true. Your eight hours turned into eleven. Yes, that's true. the The commute can be brutal. Yeah. But a commute with a podcast like ours. Helps the time go by much quicker. Yes. So I am so glad if you are on a long commute like I have, that you have taken us on the drive. Or if you are on a long run or at a race, that you have chosen to listen to our little show. And I'm especially happy for you if you're at an actual race. As you guys know from last week, we were super thrilled to actually get to run a real-life, honest-to-goodness, in-person road race. I was so excited. I was so excited that entire episode, I think, that if you listen to it, you can hear my smile the entire time. Oh, I think so. Uh, without, yeah. with, without a doubt. And, and anybody who watched along on the, on the Instagram live got to see it. Yes. I mean, you were running, you were doing intervals, and you were just beaming the whole time. And, you know, we know somebody else who got to run this past weekend a live in-person race. We know a couple of people. Who got oh. to do that. Okay. Well, I know Meg, who is one of our patrons, mm-hmm. got to run not a 5K like we did, got to run a full-fledged half marathon. Oh, I'm jealous. Yes. And celebrate with pizza and wine afterwards. That is so cool. And <laughs> and and we did. We actually, uh, we've been communicating with Meg and, and, and we posted her photos on our social media feed. Today. To celebrate her. Well, yeah, as of the recording of this episode. Yes. So it would have been yesterday, I guess, if you're listening to it on the day that this drops mm-hmm. on Tuesday. So we are just so excited for her and she seemed to have an amazing experience and we can't wait to hear about it. And we also have another friend of the show that 
ran a race as well. It's not really a live in-person race, but I think the distance merits celebration. I also think what he did, like, did did you see on Instagram, uh, Ryan runs Disney. I think he recounted on his YouTube channel, and I can't wait to watch that. Mm -hmm. But he had signs. You know how some people at Thanksgiving have signs and, like, birthdays and, like, they're humongous letters. Yeah. Like, the Ryan runs NYC twenty six point two. He had it in the in the yard, and he he had a course all throughout his local neighborhood and town. And he said it was chilly, but he got to since the New York City Marathon, which would be run at the first weekend in November, went virtual. He did his virtual marathon. So props to you. 26.2. Wow. And a big round of applause to our patron Meg for actually running a live in-person half marathon. And I think that she may be sharing that experience with us. And we Can't may get wait. we may get to share that with the rest of the Runcation Nation next week. And then see, that's kind of like a teaser so that maybe when travel resumes, we may be able to travel to her state and run that race maybe um, behind her. I'm, I'm, because I'm, you know, way, easy. way I, back of the pack. I will go run for, for box wine and pizza. So yeah, I don't I'm think just it saying. was box wine. I I, think. Okay, I'm just setting my my expectations lower. <laughs> she hadn't reported specifically on the type of pizza well, or wine, but I can't imagine that race organizers are cracking open the really No, no, she went to a pizzeria, a local pizzeria afterwards. Oh, I misunderstood this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay, well, never mind then. To celebrate. I was thinking that they had like a, a wine station. I'm like, heck yeah. Yep. Well, that would up. be fantastic. Have you heard right? about those in California that do like the vineyards The races? vineyard runs, yes. We need to do those. Well, we looked at one of those. Eventually. We've also looked at it. We looked at a, um, when, when we were thinking about traveling outside of the U.S., we actually looked at one oh, in yes. Scotland. Oh, you were all about this. I was. I am still all about this. I know. The minute that reopens, I'm, right with I'm you. there. And that one is a scotch tasting every, oh. f- I think it's every it, three miles. Is it a half like marathon or a full marathon? I think that one's a half. I hope so. I'm not mistaken. Because I just can't imagine a tasting over like all those stops or 26.2 no. miles. That might be the only way I would get through 26.2 miles. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But so props to the members of the Runcation Nation for completing virtual races, in-person races. And we love it when you send us your race reports. Oh, absolutely. When you tell us and we can shout you out. We can show it off on social. We can talk about it on the show because we, we just love our Runcation Nation. We love our community. And that's the whole point is that we get to celebrate each other and support each other. And I've always joked about some of the most supportive people I've ever uh, met I've never met. You know, exactly. They're, they're just friends from the running community online. Right. So I want to be yeah. that person for you. Mm, and so do I. We want to be your cheer squad. So that's some good news. But we also have some good stuff to talk about for ourselves. We Aside do. Aside from our quick running and training update, yeah. we're going to be recapping the next in that mm. um, Metal Chasers Assemble series. Oh, yes. And this time, it's not a 5K, it's a 10K. Bam! 
and it is celebrating Captain America. And the race is called the I Can Run All Day 10K. I mean, you are my Captain America. I am now. Yes. Yes. You are the Captain America. I was not when we ran this. Well. (laughs) And then. (laughs) You were headed toward it. And we actually took this one and we ran it up at the, not on the Disney property proper. Disney Springs. In the Disney Springs area. We (laughs) actually, the whole time, were not on the Disney Springs property either. We ran um, some of the areas near and around the hotels. That's true. And then we are also going to be featuring or revisiting a place that we've done on social media, Mm. but not one that we have done on an episode proper. Mm -hmm. And this is one of our, I'm going to go out on a limb. You are? I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's one of our favorite places on all of Disney property. I would agree 100%. And I would say also that in the current situation, how, you know how you have to have a park pass to enter a park? Yes. And this place is inside Hollywood Studios that we're going to talk about. I would say that this place warrants a park pass, even if you do nothing else. I would agree. And this spot that we're going to tell you about is not only the spot we went for food, but also where we went for a tasty cold beverage. Which is very, I don't know, apropos. Because today's episode falls on National American Beer Day. That's right. It does. National American Beer Day. Happy. We are going to talk about some American beers that we got from that location that we have so deftly kept secret until until now (laughs) or until we're about to reveal it in a minute but yeah i digress let's talk running let's talk running and before we get to the the fabulous virtual provided by metal chasers i do have to say the top of the show you heard jeff galloway our coach introduce our episode today and it pains me to say that the last in-person race that we have been registered for for the last six months I at think least that's when we registered for it jeff's half marathon actually the double g weekend in atlanta that would fall in december 2020 has been postponed to 2021 and all registrants have been moved to that 2021 December race. Yeah. And given the option to register for a virtual this December. Yeah, this was the last shoe to drop. Um, Earlier in at the very beginning of 2020, Amy and I sat down. We had this giant planning session. We were so planned. We were so proud of ourselves. We were going to Washington. We were going to Chicago. We were going to Atlanta. Atlanta. We were on it. On it. And then apparently that was the kiss of death. Okay, I guess. <laughs> and we unleashed uh, a pandemic and maybe attracted an asteroid that's on its way. Who knows? God, I hope not. So we won't be nearly this well-planned for 2021. Sorry, I should already. have said that. But. So the... Uh, but I mean, I'm hoping for a better 2021. Oh, I think everybody on planet Earth is. Oh, hey, can we back up? 
And sure. can we give <laughs> can we give a shout out to Andy? Ah, Andy Sharp. Andy Sharp of the Bouncy Hunters that we have a fantastic time with every year at the Donna Marathon weekend in Jacksonville. She won the uh, Donna Players 5K this past weekend. She's an incredibly she, fast woman. She finished first um, in the uh, breast cancer survivors group, mm-hmm. a uh, category. Yep. Whatever you want to. I saw that post say. on social media. I'm and, glad you remembered. Yeah, and I caught it on email, and I and I texted her immediately, and I was uh, just so happy for her, and she has it right in talking about the last the cancellation of of Jeff's race and the virtual of Donna in 2021 that Donna weekend she says you know where we all have fatigue and disappointment at this stage of the game in terms of what's happened in 2020 mm-hmm. and she's hoping for sunlight very soon yeah so, that's a good way to look at it yeah so we're bringing the sunlight with the virtual races. We are. And to our 2020. And uh, we are so thankful for our friends over at uh, Metal Chasers. They have been oh. amazing at, at creating fun-themed races that support mm-hmm. charities. And we've had a chance to feature so many of these because we're giant Yay. Marvel nerds. We are. So, true. you know, it, we're, we're not done yet. They released the they last They released the last one. one. In the race series, so we got another one that we'll, we got a well, we got a couple more that will we have be a couple coming, more to do, yeah. But then the Which one that they released, the Iron Man one, is the last one of the series. Yeah, they released the one from Doctor Strange, and now the one Iron Man, and they give us impetus to run when we don't have live races, and we support great organizations through running these virtuals. And I'm all about the bling. Yeah, because Metal Chasers has partnered with great organizations and also has worked hard to bring us fantastic bling. They've done a great job with the metal design. Um, Bar none, some of the best virtual metals we've ever seen. And each one, they seem to be getting better. Mm. And I know well, that they've got another series coming out next year that's going to be villains. I can't wait. It's going to be very exciting. All about it. But um, let's give a little recap on our training runs yes. for this week, and then we'll dive into the the virtual. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I have a question. Okay. And I, I'm I'm asking this of you and and of the Runcation Nation. Okay. I. Okay, everybody kind of knows that I got my promotion at work. My work schedule has changed. Yay. I'm I'm kind of a normal human being now with my bit. schedule, yeah. except that my circadian rhythms are all messed up. So I'm guessing that they will eventually correct themselves. Mm. But I'm still waking up around 4, 4.30 in the morning. So I've been just going out and doing runs. You're giving yourself time to get it done before your body knows what you're doing uh, that that's exactly it i, I you know like those if, memes if get, online if i get up now i can trick myself and that's yeah. what i do so i've been getting up and been doing the runs nothing crazy nothing super fast but and you're giving the dogs some exercise too taking the dogs along with me yeah i ended up getting a really 
odd blister in a strange part of my foot that normally I don't get a blister on. Is this the question that you're asking? This is the question that I'm asking. Okay. Have you ever had that happen where just an oddball blister appears that doesn't make any sense? Like this is on the inside of the ball of my left foot. And you haven't done anything different. No, no different socks, no different shoes, no different cadence. No, not that I'm aware of anyway. But it just appeared, and it was a deep, um, a, a very deep uh, blister. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, where did this come from? So I don't know what's been going on, but like this morning when I went out, I, I took a day off from running yesterday. I went out to mm. run this morning. Mm. I relaced my shoes just to be on the safe side. How did it feel? Well, it's still tender, but yeah. I, I was able to get through it. Yeah. Have you ever had that happen? An oddball blister? Yeah. Not that I can think of, but you know, I mean, I've had, I've had blisters. I mean, we've come back from live races back to the hotel and what I've had to drain some blisters like, um, on the inside of my heel. Well, yeah, but I mean, and things like I that. mean, ones that appear in spots that you don't, I, like, I don't normally get a blister there. Well, I don't normally get a blister on, um, the inside of my heel either. So those are unexpected, but uh, maybe it's a different course, but you you didn't have that. No, no. So I don't it was know. Very weird. I'm not sure. Me either. So yeah. anyway, that, hey. the only thing I could think is is maybe something got in my shoe Possibly. and I didn't notice it. I don't know, but nonetheless, that's is been the weird thing. Is it time for new shoes for you? I don't think so yet. I've no? only got about 130 miles on this pair, mm. but. Um, I'll keep an eye on that for sure. But yeah. yeah, so let us know. Do you ever have that happen to you when you're training? Do you ever have an oddball blister pop up? And if so, have you figured out what causes it for you? Info mm. at runeatdrink.net. Yeah. Shoot us a, you know, just a, let us know what's happened to you, what's worked for you, and mm. what I should look for. How about your training update? Well, you know, um, this week running before work has been a great stress release. I've done cadence drills. I've done acceleration gliders. Nice. And the long one I actually have to do tomorrow when I'm off because this past weekend I was scheduled at work the entire weekend. Mm, So I couldn't do a long one. So I have to do my long one in midweek. And in conversing with Jeff over email, he says, yeah, I have a lot of people who are, you know, I'm going to do a short one on the weekend, and then I'm going to do a long one when I have a day off in the middle of the week. Okay. And that's close enough. And I know that on, on the some, training of your, schedule. some of your drills, you were really hitting your times. Yeah. You, you were I, having some good drills this week. I was feeling good, and I just, it, sometimes those short runs before work, as long as I can get myself up, you have that whole issue of being up at 4 a.m. no matter what because you're still used to that. I am not. I would love to hit snooze and snuggle with the dogs an extra 5, 10 minutes, but I know I should get up and I know that I feel better and I know that I am better throughout the day when I have the chance to run and then come in and do some Eckhart yoga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... It, that has been a savior in stressful times. And I know that I have to run by feeling and not push where I don't need to push. 
because if you if you do them every day the way I did prior to this big weekend at work, mm-hmm. then you know, I mean, you might exacerbate or reignite some injury like plantar fasciitis or things like that. Or create new and exciting blisters. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I got some drills and I got some pretty good times, but I also did a couple of days where I just ran by feeling so that I could get the stress out and still... and, s- and have a great day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And f- what was your length of time on the road for your each of your runs? You were doing like 30 minutes mm-hmm. on the road and then coming in to do yoga for 30? Mm-hmm. Is that your deal? Yeah. Kind of splitting yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, and doing yoga, it, it's, it's, I didn't really want to push it on every day because being back at work and being on my feet for so many hours. Sure. I just, I think that that can also exacerbate if you're not careful. Oh, well, we know it can, to yeah. To get used to. You got to get used to it again. And that that was just, so I, I think that doing the, the runner's routines on Eckhart Yoga that focus on the hips and the IT band and things like that really, really helped me this week. Very nice. And again, not a sponsor, just an amazing resource yeah. that you found and uh, been, you are a paying customer of. I am. Uh, but, you know, if you want to try it and not pay, they have some great running practices on their YouTube channel. Yeah, they get a, yeah the whole section of the YouTube channel is free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are several different ones. I just do the entire collection of running practices from they're they're on youtube and then they go even further when you're a paid subscriber nice yeah well that brings us up to date with our training segment but let's talk about the race itself um, because this is one of my favorites i am a huge captain america fan i think i love it when you get when talking in terms of the movies that was the kind of the second one of the the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies that gave you really an origin story, mm-hmm. and Iron did Man and then Captain America, just a great job with it. I mean, it was kind of a, a little a little cheesier, a little hokier, but that was by design <sighs> and intentional because it was portraying part of that movie taking place back in the forties. Well, it may have been. Che- I I think that they captured the innocence of the time, the feeling. Of that time very well. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And it's... Captain America is near and dear to my heart, not because... Not only because I enjoyed that movie so much, but and Chris all, Evans is easy on the eyes. Well, no, I like the story. Well, that too. I like the story. But it's also near and dear because you actually dressed up as Captain America out in California... The first time that we were able to achieve the coast-to-coast medal for Run Disney. Yes, I was able to find a a very small Captain America shield, about the size of a Frisbee, and a packable Captain America mask. And I had a a tech shirt that had the print, uh, Mm -hmm. kind of the cell-shaded version of Captain America's top. And I wore that for for the actual race itself. And I had a Black Widow tank top. And it just, uh, I, there's a great, I 
what what do you call it when you don't buy the photo, but it's got the watermarks all over it? Yeah, the proof. proof. Yeah, I took a screenshot of the proof because we didn't buy, and I wish we had bought the photos because there's a great photo of you filming me with your iPhone, mm-hmm. and I'm just I'm losing it as we cross the finish line. Oh yeah, it it was one of the most emotional finish lines. And so Captain America, I mean, that when I think of Captain America and I think of you dressing as Captain America in that race, I just have lots of positive association with this theme and I love it. Well, and the positive association with this race goes even further because they did such an amazing job with this medal. Oh. This medal has all of the red, white, and blue you could ask for in yeah. the in the double-sided ribbon. Mm-hmm. And it's a spinner. It's Captain America's shield, and it's a spinner medal. But I think they did a more substantial spinner than some of the ones that we've seen that are spinners in the past that could... Easily Come break. unhinged, oh, yeah. yeah, especially if you're traveling and you have to pack medals to get back home. We have seen many a spinner medal from various events all over the United States yeah. and, and seen people's social media feed, you know, within an hour after the race, posting photos of their spinner where the, the, the spinning element has f- spun out. Yeah, and this, this is, is not, not the case. No. Not the case. Oh, this is not going to do it at all. So nice. The, sh- the shield is. It's flat. Yeah, and it's spinning. It's actually rotating like a wheel. It's not mm-hmm. spinning on an axis. Yeah. So it's, it's so great. Uh, I think a much better way to go. But it's awesome. Beautiful metal. I believe that there is a photo in the episode artwork of yes. us holding the medals. Yes. Right outside of the Marvel store at Disney Springs. Indeed. But um, let's talk about the run itself. This was a 10K for us, and mm-hmm. it was a weekend 10K. We had already done a 5K, so we yeah. this basically was our long run. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that are familiar with Jeff Galloway's run-walk-run method, your long run does not have to be for time. No, it's... Merely for endurance and getting the distance under your feet. And this speak. Yeah, so this speak. particular race, we started a little later in the morning, and we decided that we were going to go from our hotel, which was a nearby Doubletree, yes. not too far from Disney Springs. Indeed. And we actually did our intervals all the way to Disney Springs mm-hmm. and all the way around Disney Springs. Yes. Multiple times. Mm-hmm. The security guards got to see us on several different occasions. Yeah. Uh, as, <laughs> as we were heading over, we were a little late getting out of the hotel, like I mentioned. So it was already starting to climb in terms of the temperature, and it was nice and sunny. Yay! Humid! Humidity! Quite humid. Again, For the any, win. anything at Disney is probably going to be humid even in cooler temperatures because disney is uh, built on a swamp so amy wanted to ring the bell i did so we headed over or left our hotel headed over to disney springs and we basically were able to run in that area and, and the area that we were in is near lake buena vista mm-hmm. we could basically run on beautifully paved sidewalks yeah 
the entire way. Yeah, we did sidewalks and then we did some of it inside of Disney Springs. Once we got to Disney Springs, then Mm -hmm. it was just basically going around the perimeter of the springs. Yeah, and we got to check out, you know, what was open, the brunch menus around there. And it, I just, it, it was humid. It was a little bit later in the day, but we accomplished the goal and it was mainly flat, of course. Mainly flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there are a couple of m- small footbridges in yeah. Disney Springs we had to go over. Sure. We were able to get it all done before the rain started in the afternoon. True. So, you know, another thing you have to look out for if you're going to be doing daytime running in Florida is in the afternoon, you're probably going to get rained on. Yes. And the crowds were starting to pick up. Yeah. Well, I thought that we saw lots of people at Disney Springs. Yeah, starting to pick up. It's starting. It's not back to normal. No. But it is. But I would say medium level crowds. Yeah. Moderate. Medium, moderate level crowds, and then, you know, Buck agrees, yeah, as was, you can that, that was hear Buck agreeing in, in the background. background. But like you said, we as we would go around, we would go as far as we could go out one direction, mm-hmm. and then we would come to a point, and any normal points of entry and exit that are not yeah. the, basically the, they're not at a single point of entry in the mm. parks, but they have very much access control. So yes. that when you're coming in, you're having to get your temperature checked. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to get our temperature checked. You have to have your masks on. So we yep. were doing our runs with masks. Yep. And But we had our run, eat, drink podcast masks. We did. So. And we were able to rep the brand. And, mm-hmm. you know, if by the way, if you check out the store, we still have the um, the breast cancer awareness masks. Yes. Up, and this will be up through the end of October. Yes. And all those proceeds are going to go to the Donna Foundation. Yay. So, but we were able to wear those. I like those because they're breathable. They're lighter. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it was, it was a good, hefty, healthy, I mean, I was tired at the end. Yeah. We, we haven't. We haven't run that distance or walked that distance in a little bit. Yeah. Mm. I would say you're correct. And we got to run it for a great cause. And we did get to run it for a great cause. And Mm -hmm. that let us get onto the property, enjoy um, the sights, enjoy being around people or at least, you know, relatively nearby to people. Um, And it gave us access to restrooms. Yeah, and water fountains. Plenty of restrooms, plenty of water fountains that are accessible. So we were able to actually do the whole bio break thing along the race course without any problem. So that was nice. Yeah, I thought so. And so I, and I don't think that we have done one there since the 5K for the bourbon experience. No, and we also haven't done a 10K there. Right. So that mm. ended up being, I want to say that that ended up being four laps plus the distance from our hotel. Yeah. Roughly. Sounds about right. Around the park or yeah. the, uh, around the springs. Mm-hmm. So, and if you are not familiar with Disney Springs, Disney Springs is kind of a oh. combination of an outdoor lifestyle shopping mall yes. in one part of it with, mm-hmm. 
high-end Disney themed and Disney adjacent retail that's sprinkled throughout. Mm -hmm. And plus they have fantastic uh, restaurants, bars. They used to have nightclubs. This is the area that used to be called downtown Disney. True. And even before that, it was called Pleasure Island. Yeah. So, you know, going way back in the day. Yeah. So, So that was the race. That was the run. And... It benefits a great cause, and this group is called Team RWB. Red, white, and blue. Oh, wow. how cool is that? Okay. Yes. And what's their yes. s- their slogan? So from, from their mission. Their mission statement from their website, Team RWB, to enrich the lives of America's veterans by connecting them to their community through physical and social activity. Super cool. Yeah. So to support that, we've seen them at race expos before. And so to support that organization that supports veterans and their families and just that is awesome. Mm -hmm. And especially, I think, very well connected to it's Captain America and it's red, white and blue. Yeah. And veterans. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah. So it all works. It's a, uh, I think that Metal Chasers did an excellent job with this all around and happy to run it to support that commu- that organization and what they do in the community. But after all of this running, we did work up quite an appetite and we ended up making our way over to one of our favorite parks instead of sticking around in the Springs. We may have made our way back to the Springs later yeah. that night for dinner with friends. But yeah. We had to go and hit a park while we're there. You, you just have to. And since we, we had, just had to, to. Well, we just had to. And we, <laughs> and we had a reservation. So we ended up making a reservation, park reservation to go into Hollywood Studios. I love Hollywood Studios. You know that. Which, not during the pandemic, is probably my favorite park. It's... I love it. I love that, and I love Epcot. I do love the Magic Kingdom. Don't get me wrong. I love Animal Kingdom. Fantastic places to eat and drink there and some fantastic attractions in both of those parks. Right. I just, I, you know, Slinky Dog Dash is one of my favorite coasters. Yep, Slinky Dog Uh, and Rock and Roller Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror, Star Tours, that whole thing, even before the introduction of Galaxy's Edge. Right, which, again, I, I'm on record saying that I'm I'm disappointed in Galaxy's I Edge know. only because every time I we know. go, the ride's broken. So, Yeah, um, the Rise of the Resistance is what you want to ride, and someday... When it isn't struck by lightning. Or mechanical issues. Right, well, um, st- know, struck by lightning whatever. will cause you some mechanical issues. For, for whatever challenges it happens to be having every time we're there, like we are clockwork. eventually going to ride this attraction. It only took us about four years to ride the Avatar, Avatar ride Flight over. Passage. Yeah. So <laughs> it'll eventually happen. But we like to go over there because I think that the baseline tap house at Hollywood Studios. is one of the biggest attractions for us. It is, and it is also one of the best hidden gems at all of Disney and for all of Disney dining. Okay, so if you're familiar with Hollywood Studios, there's Star Tours, and then 
you come off the ride, and when you exit the ride, you will see Baseline Tap House, which is really close to and actually connected to the Sci-Fi Drive-In Theater. Yeah, it's adjacent to it. Yeah. And there used to be like a like a bookstore kind of thing there. Yeah, I guess. And they ended up converting I don't really it. Remember that? And but. it's it's got this beautiful brick facade. Ugh. They've got high top tables yes. outside on their little patio. They have um, kind of a neat industrial look. Yeah. But when you go over there, what I th- one of the things that I like about it the most is they have the coolest soundtrack. Oh yeah. The, Almost any place we've ever been. Get in there, get your phone out, Shazam, Soundhound, Ask Siri, whatever. Yeah. The Whatever the song is playing and create your playlist and whatever music service you use. It's all like jazz and like light covers. rock covers of 80s songs. Amazing. And they do some For really us. cool ones. We love it. And uh, as it turns out, I believe that they have a playlist published i want to say that they publish theirs on spotify oh i want to get to that yeah so yeah. you may want to check that out and just <laughs> look for baseline tap house but yeah uh, the theme there is is small bites mm-hmm. and a celebration of california beers yes so that's what we're going to talk about today it's excellent you want to start us out with oh, well, uh <clears throat> you know you know It's important here at the Running Drink Podcast for us to experience charcuterie wherever we can. We have this weird attraction to charcuterie boards. We love it. We love it. I don't know what it is. One of the best ones has been at the Bonnet Creek, the Hilton Bonnet Creek. Oh, yeah. At the Mystic Bar, right? Uh, Yes. Oh, but I would have to say... And we listen to other Disney podcasts that say, like, Wine Bar George has a killer charcuterie, which we have yet to try. Mm-hmm. But this is amazing. The California cheese and charcuterie board. That they actually serve on a tray that mm. is plastic, but made to look like a wooden cutting board. It's so cool. The presentation is cool. It's in the episode artwork from this week. We have Toma Farmstead Cheese. If I butcher any of the names, I apologize. Just a disclaimer. Point Reyes Original Blue Cheese, Laura Chanel Sonoma Goat Cheese, Chorizo, Salami, Cornchones, Grapes, and Toasted Baguette for $10. And this is a substantial charcuterie plate that or charcuterie board you can split it you could easily between split two it. people if you don't split it it's plenty of food it's a meal yeah. it could be a meal without yeah. a doubt i think that there are a couple of things that are really standouts in everything that you named mm. um i'll start with one of mine and yes tell please. me one of yours how's please. that yes i think the point reyes original blue cheese is one of my favorites this is a higher fat content blue cheese yeah. That gives it a little softer, creamier consistency. Yeah. You can find blue cheeses that are that are harder. It's yes. a lower fat content. It's more crumbly. Mm. This is not that this is not what we're talking about. This here you can spread with a knife. Yeah. And it is 
I think, one of the just most creamy, funky, um, pungent, strong, but just delicious blue cheeses that I've ever had. So I would say that I am, it's really hard for me to choose one thing. It's, I mean, the toasted baguette with the goat cheese, because it, it's like it has a pistachio and cranberry crust. Yeah, they actually roll it in um, chopped pistachios Ugh. and craisins. I know I do this every time we talk about it's food. It's so like good. The, 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 the expressions and the sound effects. But I am telling you, it's so good. I mean, we haven't even talked about the hard sliced meats. No. That I are, picked the cheese, you picked the cheese. Yeah, because... The chorizo, the sliced chorizo and the salami. Oh, beat me to the chorizo. I well, I love the I well, I mean, you could say you could talk about the chorizo. I could talk about the salami cuz okay. the salami is just you can see the the flecks of fat mm-hmm. in the slices. And it is just I mean, if you put it with that toasted baguette and a little bit of the goat cheese, that is cheesy, salty, meaty, and buttery goodness. Absolutely. All I'm going to say, like, you can create several different versions of the perfect bite from this charcuterie. Yes. Now, for me, it's all about the chorizo. Oh. Chorizo comes in a, in a number of different iterations. Sometimes Crumbles. you can find it crumbled. Sometimes yeah. you can find it in links. Sometimes you can find it uh, where it's not cured as, as hard as this is, this is a very hard cured yeah. chorizo. Oh. This would be perfect in, say, a garbanzo bean soup. Oh, and we have actually had that at the Columbia. Well, the Columbia right? restaurant in Tampa. Yeah. Also, Cafe Tutu Tango <gasps> in, in Orlando. Orlando. Yes, they, which we have yet to cover on the show, and we should. Yep. Yeah. So, this chorizo is a very hard mm. but thick sliced uh, slices of, of the link, of a, of a cured link. <sighs> and this has just an amazing flavor from that. And, you know, it's a deep red color. It's got that perfect um, smokiness that you get with mm. chorizo. It's got the, the paprika, that mm. spice from the paprika. It's just a mild... It's a mild sausage with maybe just a hint of warming on the tongue from Spice. the paprika. Mm-hmm. You don't get any cayenne, really. There's no, no cayenne, but it's the paprika that does it. But it is just an amazing flavor. Mm. So smoky, so good. And that's a great one to combine mm-hmm. with the Toma Farmstead cheese, which that? the best way I could describe that is kind of like a... Manchego. Like a Manchego. Yeah. The best way to describe it. That's so And that's a gosh. great combination so and the corn chones. Well, I love yeah. People, some people like gherkins for little sweet pickles. Some mm. people like corn chones for the the tart dill. So good. And again, great combinations here, plus some fresh grapes. I mean, <sighs> what a great bite! There's just uh, nothing. You can have several different combinations that are winners from this plate. Yes, and I, it has the grainy mustard. Yeah, they do the a nice dollop of that of that whole grain mustard that is oh. just a great thing to dip your your baguette in oh. before you put your meat on. Ah, oh. yeah. Or like you know, have some cheese there and just mm-hmm. oh, it's so delicious. <laughs> 
says the two people that eat vegan six days a week. But this is why we have day seven. Yeah. And we're about to blow day seven out of the water with the next one. Oh, it's so good. This is a, a an item that we've had multiple times that is by far, I think, one of the best items that you'll find for either a small plate to share or a nice this is actually a nice portion or single serve portion for uh, for one. Yeah. And this is their coffee rubbed ribeye beef puff with served with an olive salad. Mm. And that's $11. Now, what is this? This is a, a basically a bowl of puff pastry. Yes. That has been stuffed Ugh. with perfectly cooked medium rare ribeye that they have rubbed with coffee before roasting and then shaved it coffee yeah so amy's getting her meat and she's getting her coffee Mm. in one serving sorry and so they pile this thing high then they are covering that with cheese i want to say that the cheese that they're using is is like a swiss it seems like it. It's I don't certainly know what it is. of we, that color and texture. Um, and then, you know, it's that's melted. They actually put this under the salamander. Then they drizzle it with this. It looks like sour cream almost. Almost, but it's got a little bit of a little horseradish sauce. Yeah. Horsey sauce. Gosh. Uh, it's cheese and then the horseradish sauce. And then they top that with some microgreens to make yeah. you feel good about your, your selection and oh. make you think it's going to be healthy. No. It's not. It's not. And the olive salad is is basically a combination of Kalamata and green Spanish olives that are spiced and tossed with the spices and and olive oil and Mm. served on the side. This is, I think, one of the best things that you can get at Disney, period. It's it's so meaty and hearty. The the beef is like, it, it reminds me of roast beef. That consistency when it's piled onto this this puff pastry and flaky, buttery, and the meat is so tender. And just a little hint, a kick from the horseradish. Yeah. Oh, and and the just enough of the cheese to kind of the cheese is melted and it's kind of holding all the beef together. So if you take a knife to it and you split it for two, it actually kind of stays together. Which is it's really nice. Fantastic. Get your own. I know. Well, we liked this so much, we actually each got our own. Exactly. So, because that's the way to do it. It's it, so good. Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh. And it's just one of those things that you wouldn't see it coming. You wouldn't expect this. And so when you, when you see it served, you're like, what is that? And uh, the photo in episode artwork, I think, does it justice. It's, well, I have really pretty. I, I just couldn't help myself, so there are two oh, photos I see that there, yeah. of the. I mean, the charcuterie is there, the medals are there, and the coffee rubbed ribeye beef puff is maybe you, you could see it twice. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm just saying, I think this place is fantastic. And we didn't even have on this go round, we didn't even have the pretzel with the cheese and the mustard. Yeah, they actually have a, 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 a very small selection of items. And I don't think that we've had a bad thing from there. Mm-mm. I highly recommend. And if Run Disney resumes races, we're registered for Star Wars in April of 2021. 
And I can tell you that once we achieve everything, I would want to come here. To celebrate. To celebrate. Absolutely. I would. Totally. I'm with you. Oh, so, so good. This is our recommendation for eating. Baseline Tap House. Check out their bites oh, that they have to offer. So you are not going to be disappointed. This place is worth the park reservation just to eat lunch or dinner there. Yeah. Check you don't it have out. to go any, any attraction. This is an attraction unto itself. But before we go on, you know, there are so many ways that you guys have been supporting the show. Several of you have purchased Run, Eat, Drink podcast apparel from our friends at Pure Creative Apparel. Don't forget, we have those Breast Cancer Awareness Month masks up there. It's the same logo that we wear every year to the Donna Half Marathon. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll have those up through the month of October, and all of those proceeds are going to go to the Donna Foundation. Yeah. So... Don't forget about them. Yes, runnydrink.net, support the show. But some of you have also been so kind to write reviews on Apple Podcasts to help grow our Runcation Nation. And others of you have seen us at races or jumped into our live Instagram or live Facebook videos and said, what you're doing is great. We love the community. We love that you support and embrace back of the Packers like yourselves. We want to support you. We want to see more from you. So we introduce Patreon. By going to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast, you can check out our patronage levels. We have three levels of monthly support, $2, $5, and $10. Each of those levels is unique and gets you your own special perks. The show itself is always going to be free, but if you're looking for a way to support the show and help us keep the lights on, keep the bandwidth flowing and mm. keep us traveling so that we can find places for you to accomplish, explore and indulge, head on over to patreon.com slash runny drink podcast. Or if you are in the pod bean ecosystem, just go to the top of our podcast page. There's a little button there. Mm. That button says become a patron. Yay. Click on that. And you get the exact same options for the patronage levels with the exact same perks. So regardless of where you're listening to us, you have a way to support the show and help us keep the lights on here and keep the show going into 2021 and beyond. Happy National American Beer Day. As this show drops on Tuesday the 27th, it is officially National American Beer Day. And since we are featuring drinks from the Baseline Tap House, mm -hmm. Baseline Tap House is a celebration of all beers, California. California style. And we have had a lot of great American beer on the show from a we number have. of places. Oh, when I think about our history as a podcast, we've had some fantastic local beer. And then when we've been able to travel across the United States, we have just found some great breweries. Amazing. Doing it local, right. Yeah, local talent doing things their way. Yeah. Uh, making unique beverages yeah. that you can only get there. And because of the way beer distribution tends to work in, mm. in many, if not most states, 
True. You know, you you can't always get a beer from out of state that you find. So mm. you going and traveling, that may be the only opportunity for you to get it. Oh, when I think about that, I think about when we first started the show and how I had no clue about IPAs. and no, except that you didn't like them. Well, that I just didn't understand them or appreciate or know the difference between a piney one and a citrus one. And Southern Swells is one in Jacksonville that I just have to say really schooled us and allowed us to appreciate the IPA. I would actually say that our palates turned a corner after doing the feature on Southern Swells. Yeah. They were fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of great beer in Florida, up mm -hmm. in Jacksonville. Intuition oh. is another one that's... Underdark for making, the win. Uh, Come on. Underdark is this insanely strong um, stout that they do an annual release on around this time of year. Mm. And they do... February. Well, February. we're getting there. Yeah, yeah. Into we're the cooler months. Closing in. And it, it's a nod to Dungeons and Dragons. It's got a picture of the monster called... Which is the, why the, you love it. It is. And it's got a picture of the beholder on the on the bottle. And uh, just really neat stuff. But, you know, we've also had amazing beers from our friends at Big Storm Brewing. And shout out to them for opening their new location here in Cape Coral this weekend. Yes, they finally made the transition to their new location. It's big, and beautiful. Big, beautiful, and they brought food, and they came to play. So mm -hmm. it's it's going to be a neat place for people in Southwest Florida. Yeah. But Southwest Florida's got some other great ones. Fort Myers Brewing. Awesome. Um, if you go just a little bit up the road, it's in it's in west west central Florida. You're starting to get south Southwest Florida. Uh -huh. Motorworks Brewing Bradenton. in Bradenton, Florida. Love, love, love their tap room. Love their staff. Love. The fact that a flight could be 12 deep. Oh, yeah. Just to give you an introduction to all of the amazing styles of beers they have. Absolutely. And, I mean, gosh, um, well, let's stick. Let's stay in Florida. La oh. Lauder Ale, if you go across the alley to, uh, to Fort Lauderdale. Yes. Barrel of Monks, which uh, has, I think, one of my favorite wit beers ever. Wizard Wit. Wizard Wit, oh. and they also do one for breast cancer awareness. It's their Wizard Witty Wit, pink. Witty and Pink. Love but it. they also, that one I believe has uh, grapes. Is it grapes or cherry? Oh, we have uh, to go back and look Yeah, because we haven't had it this year. Yeah, that one's a, that one's kind of a, a cool little nod by creating a Love pink it. beer, and they're, they're benefiting a great cause. Oh. Uh, Tampa Bay Brewing Company, which is from my hometown. Mm -hmm. Copper Tail, which we featured on the very first episode of the oh, Running Drink Podcast. Uh, Belgian Triple IPA. Funky Buddha and J-Dubs. These are all Florida beers, but you know what? That means they're American beers. Mm -hmm. um, and they're small. Yeah. A lot of them are small and doing it like Coastal Days. Yep, Coastal Days, which they're not really, they're starting to distribute outside of their tap room now. And we're starting to see Coastal Days appear in some local restaurants here in Southwest Florida, which canning. is great to see. They're canning. Yeah. 8 1 Bay, uh, that's another oh. Tampa brewery, which is literally in a space that I used to go shopping with my 
parents when I was a kid. And that's been several things over the years. But they, for the first time, I believe, made an appearance at the Taste of the Epcot Food and Wine Festival this year. Oh, they were in Canada. They did yes. the Canadian beer. They did they did that one that had the uh, oh what was it? It was their the maple the maple, the mm-hmm. maple beer. Yeah, it uh, yeah so good. I mean, they were in Canada, although they are American. Yeah, yeah, it that was, was interesting. But that, the maple, the maple, you know, the maple, the knot. I'm no. just glad they're there and and you're seeing them get wider distribution. Up, yes, and and some acknowledgement and, mm-hmm. and attention. So yeah. It'll be good for them. But, mm-hmm. you know, we've also featured amazing beers from outside of the state, of course, if we want to go way far away. Oh, we have uh, two of our favorites. Matanuska Brewing. Oh, they had a blueberry beer that I was so fond of. And that is Alaska. Back and when we could travel. And they were right across from our hotel, so we could go there not once, but twice. We lucked out there. That, 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 I don't think, we didn't plan that, that we lucked out. And Glacier Brew House there. Glacier Come Brew on. House. That's a little, well, that's a little higher end as far as the dining experience goes, but they had some killer beer on mm. tap. They were really doing a great job. Yeah. But one of the places that I think was the biggest surprise for me was when we went to Alabama. Huntsville, Alabama. Huntsville, Alabama had an amazing beer scene and oh. our friends over at Interspace Brewing or Green Bus. Oh, Green Bus with their beer cheese also. And they were making some amazing beer cheese right there in the tap room. Oh, yeah. They had some pretty powerful brews, some mead, some ciders. Yeah, they they were doing some mead there, which was really interesting. And then, of course, straight to Ale, which might have been the coolest brewery location we've ever been to. It was a converted middle school. I love that. That even had a little speakeasy hidden behind a bank of lockers. They... Converted classrooms to like axe throwing and painting and so great. all this. What a neat, neat space. But we talked about all those American beers like that because we have been so fortunate mm-hmm. to get to sample them as we've traveled all over the country. So lucky. And we have been to California. We have. But this location at Hollywood Studios brings California beers to us. We're so lucky to have it. And I think that we did a live when we when we had Mango Cart from Golden Road. We did. Out there. We did. And that is just a delightful, refreshing, not overly sweet beer that we had from Golden Road. And you're mentioning Golden Road because Golden Road has uh, several beers on tap mm-hmm. here at the Baseline Tap House. Several beers that you could try in a flight. There are flights of four mm-hmm. at the Baseline Tap House. And I just like the the offerings from Golden Road that they have, the lighter offerings. And you could get a 16-ounce or a 22-ounce. Yeah. I always laugh when they say, do you want small or large? And I'm like, We're well, going to go all in. Right, we're going to commit. I'm no quitter. So, so we we get yeah. the 22 ounce. And, well, we've done flights there before, too. But Oh, yeah, to the, try. They have kind of a nice sampling of styles mm-hmm. there, going from hoppy oh, yeah. to malty. There are dark 
and dark offerings, to light. And there are light offerings. And they also have sodas there. Just if you're looking for something that's non-alcoholic, there is a dynamite black the cherry soda. The black cherry soda. soda is ridiculous. Yeah. But who makes that? Do we know? I don't know. I'll have to look that up. But it's a black cherry soda that is just, it's clear. It, it looks like it's just like club soda. Right. And you can get free refills if you go back with your receipt. Yeah, it rem- reminds me of the old days of like New York seltzer. Yes. Yeah, with the different flavors. Yeah. But yeah, that their their black cherry soda is fantastic. But mm-hmm. let's talk about a couple of our favorites from the, the beer offerings. Oh. You want to start? Well, you know I've been on a light kick. For about the last year. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Has it been? It started with Oktoberfest and the October offerings at really? Big Storm last year. Oh, and you yeah. have been solidly on a lighter beer kick for the last year. And it's not that I don't appreciate a good stout or a good porter or a good amber. I mean, Big Storm makes a fantastic wave maker amber ale. They've got some great Oktoberfest, but But this, it's a million degrees here. Yeah. <laughs> So, so I just, I like Golden Road 329 Lager. And it, Golden Road is out of Los Angeles. Like you said, it's California. 4.8% ABV and 25 IBU. And I would say, I mean, if you go on Beer Advocate or Untapped, you might see reviews that people people will say, well, it's really not one that is so different or so unique i would say this is a refreshingly light lager it's very bready mm-hmm. and it's perfect for a theme park kind of day yeah especially again florida heat mm-hmm. having something to eat you know, yeah. maybe you've, you know, you're, you're just looking for to unwind for a few minutes from standing in lines. It's not overly filling. It's also not overly alcoholic. Right. It's so you can go and still enjoy some attractions after having one with your charcuterie. Even if you elect to get the large. Yeah. Or you could get the large. Well, I don't know about now because you, you have to drink it when you're stationary yes. in, the, in the current climate. But we would usually go and we would get one. And then go stand in line at Slinky Dog. Yeah. And you could enjoy it. Which I still it. recommend if you can do it. Yeah. If you can do it, then highly recommend. This is just a clean, refreshing, not, it, it's just, it's a great lager. It's a solid Log drinkable lager and with I'm, a good flavor. And this is the only place like that I have found where it is currently in the state of Florida. I think the next place that you could search for it to go get it would be in Texas. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know if it'll come around again and they'll, they'll stock it here in our state again. But if you go to Disney and you go to Baseline, you should have some. Good call. Yeah. What about you? Well, I tend to like things like Belgians. Mm -hmm. You know, we've talked about that. I do like my darker beers, but I am also a fan of Hefeweizens. And they do uh, an amazing Hefeweizen here. This is, again, also by Golden Road. And it clocks in at 5% ABV, but only 
15 IBU, so it's even less um, bitter or, or measured bitterness on the International Bitterness Unit Scale. Mm-hmm. And this is, for me, a, a solid, great representation of the style. It's a light to medium body. Mm-hmm. It has moderate carbonation. It yeah. has great flavors of banana, maybe a little bit of apricot and clove. So you're getting yeah. some of those notes that yeah. so many people really like in Hefeweizens. It's a darker golden color than the lager. It's the a, lager is more yellow. Yeah, this is a deeper a, a deeper golden color. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not quite amber. Right. They do offer a, an a Irish red. There's a North Coast uh, red, red seal. Red seal, I think. Yeah. There? And that one is very good, but that is a that's a bit heavier in terms mm-hmm. of the body and, and a little bit more bitter. The bitterness. Yeah. And but again, that that is what that style really asks for. Mm-hmm. You you want to have a little bit of that. It lends itself. And bite. I would say like yours is fifteen the one you're talking about, the Hefeweizen, fifteen per fifteen IBU, five mm-hmm. percent ABV. Mine was four point eight ABV and twenty five IBU, but I'm not I didn't really get any overwhelming bitterness from either one. No, no. It's just that yours is going to have a little bit more perceivable hop to it. This is really leaning into the malt Mm. and to the flavors imparted by the yeast. Yes. So that, I think, is is the reason for that that difference in the rating. Mm -hmm. I just, I enjoy Hefeweizen's. This Mm -hmm. is a great option for people. I would say check that out. And if you're not a fan of banana and clove or a Belgian type style, that kind of Hefeweizen, whatever, uh, the lager, I think, is something you should really try. And if you want something on the sweeter side that has a connection to an attraction nearby, Ace Space Bloody Orange Hard Cider is a great one. Yeah, that is... um, 6.9% 6.9% ABV. So that mm-hmm. one's like, that one starts to climb pretty quick. Yeah. And that is uh, 16 ounces for $10.50. And we didn't mention it before, but the 22 ounces are 10.50. Oh, yeah. Yes. But what I like about the Ace Space Bloody Orange Cider is that it has a connection to the attraction that, that you can see from the baseline tap house. Yeah. I like. The unfiltered edition of Ace, uh, according to their description on their website, is to honor the owner, Jeffrey House's wife, who played Brea Tonica in the cantina scene in the original Star Wars. And her picture is featured on the bottleneck, if you happen to find this, in a Total Wine or an ABC or local package store. That Uh, is super cool. uh, Yeah. I just think... That um, and I think that that cider, we we didn't have it this time, but we've had it in the past in a flight. We've had it as like we like uh, you know uh, maybe I've gotten the lager and the cider because it's a rather long line at Slinky Dog, but it it is citrusy and tart and it it has a color like a grapefruit. Rather than a color like a cider, yeah, that you would expect. Yeah, this this has a lot more of the the color the imparted blood by color. the blood orange. Yeah, yeah. So and, and 
fantastic. I mean, I'm not usually a cider fan. I mean, I'll have a sip if you're having one sometimes, but it's not usually something that I'll order. I just order. don't think it's overly sweet. No, no. but and desserty. Uh, but so. that one is surprising. You know, nor a lot of times people think, oh, I'll get the cider. It'll be the lower ABV option. And yeah. as it turns out, this is actually one of the higher ABV options you yeah. can get. And it's in a clear bottle so you can see the color. So just don't expose it to a whole lot of sunlight. Yeah. Don't. I, it's not going to get very far. Yeah. So. So there you have if it. If you have it in a bottle rather than coming to Baseline Tap House. Everybody should come to Baseline Tap House and have these offerings. Yeah. This is a great celebration of all things California. Mm-hmm. And we can't recommend it enough. It is absolutely Tap one House. of our favorites. <sighs> you got to go. And if, you've, if you're going to... Uh, actually, here's an insider tip. Yeah. If you are looking at maybe doing a sit-down dinner mm. over next door at the Sci-Fi Drive-In, which, mm. by the way, we do recommend for the atmosphere. For the atmosphere. Much more so the atmosphere than we, the food. Well, we have to try the food. We haven't tried it in well over a, a year at least. Yeah, but a couple of years maybe. Somewhere around there. We really have to try it again. We should. In the past, I would put it on par with a typical uh, corporate chain restaurant. Like uh, a Chili's or a Bennigan's. Oh, I'm dating myself. You're dating yourself. Oh, There's no. no more Bennigan's. I would say Ruby Tuesdays, TGI Fridays. Okay. Okay. Uh, that type of thing. Let me so, get over my age over here. But the the atmosphere <laughs> is just super cool. So it makes yeah. the food taste, you know, a little bit better. Like 10% better? 10%. Percent, yeah, 25%. 10%. What do you say our running shorts will do for well, you? Well, the running shorts, 20%? Look, look, we have <laughs> the scientists from the Run, Eat, Drink podcast labs <laughs> have scientifically confirmed that our shorts will make you run at least 16% faster <laughs> and make you 32% more attractive to members of the opposite sex. We've wow. already confirmed it. It's science. You can't it's argue science. with it. You can't argue with science. Yes. There's no science. Okay. It doesn't really. It's not. We're not really serious. We are definitely not serious we're not really serious so but anyway and anyway um, baseline tap house that's for the, the win the place to go yes so that is going to do it for this week's episode guys next week we have more running more eating more drinking maybe even another live race we're working on it so stay tuned you know We've talked about there are many ways you can support the show. The number one way we want you to support the show this week is to go on over to Apple Podcasts, be it on your computer, on your iPhone, on your iPad, on your Android, wherever you listen to our humble running drink podcast and give us a rating and review. If you love what you hear, Please let others know about it by rating and reviewing us because that is what helps grow our Runcation Nation. Your ratings and reviews mean that other people searching for running podcasts will see us more frequently and that Mm -hmm. helps us get discovered. So please, 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 we'd really appreciate it. But that's going to do it for this week's episode. This one's in the can. Yeah. And we really thank you for joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, wherever you may listen to us. We thank you. But for now, I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe, stay well, and we will talk to you really soon.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.